When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Show, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello, and welcome to our show. <laughs> Caps fans, today uh, we'll be talking about some i guess theory crafting bullshit because we are actually pre-recording this so you've you've been i don't know cheapened as an audience with your (laughs) your your pre-recorded content which we're receiving i'm sorry and i i would apologize for that but you know everybody deserves a break every once in a while right polly yeah for sure i mean you've been duped but, you know, suck it up. <laughs> uh, just kidding. We love you, but we do love to, you know, chirp you a bit every, every once in a while. So today, Polly, you had this this thing. It's it's I, I don't know what it would be called. Maybe like a um, obsession. What, what is that light enough term? Sure. <laughs> You're hell bent on. Getting regular season wins to mean more than overtime wins, correct? 
Well, really what my point of uh, emphasis is, you know, you and I have had this argument that I think the loser point is actually the tying point. Correct. And so you, I you, think you make a you make a point of calling that out every time I call it the loser point or the winner point yeah. or any sort of you know apparently inaccurate. Well, you know, just what I disagree with. Right. Um, and so while I don't necessarily hate the current system, mm-hmm. I think this system that we're going to talk about today could at least take away that that disagreement. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you want to pop some tabs and get into it then? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. Present your argument, Sir Paul. Well, well first, do you want to talk about that really cool show we've been watching? Uh, dude, okay, yeah. So it, when this airs, it's going to be like beyond spoiler alert territory because you claim that you hate spoiler alerts, right? I don't hate spoiler alerts. I hate unsolicited spoilers. Unsolicited spoilers, probably. I'm sorry. I was off on, on that. But you claim to to hate these, correct? Yeah. I, you know, I know your argument. Like You're still going to watch it. I get that. But I do enjoy the surprise in the moment. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and so... Stranger Things, man. I've been watching it. I'm loving it. There's a, like, I love the, how the, the horror aspect is into it. And, you know, there's so many, like, unanswered questions from the previous, like, three seasons. There's just, I mean, what does this all mean, right? Like, why do I exist? Like, that kind of question. Those type of questions are being answered this season. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. You know, and like, for the horror aspect, I feel like, Previously, it was it kind of had the feel where you're watching and it's like it's not it's just entertaining. But if mm-hmm. you were in the show in real life, it would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Now I think it's gotten more intense, and while it's not giving me nightmares, I think it definitely gives you a little more thrill in the horror department. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really think that they they went for you know the horror shade of things and you know the cool thing about this series is that it seems like every season they're kind of just are like we're gonna fuck around do this and everybody's like oh that's fine as long as there's some sort of time delineation here which there is so i'm uh if and i don't know anything about the, the the showrunners but if they wrote this the entire way to be like this, I'm going to be like, dude, you guys are like, wow, like masterful storytelling. (laughs) Yeah. Just to like, you know, I'm, I'm, Oh, go ahead. I'm sitting there watching. And I think, you know, if they were able to just come up with this as it has gone along, that's impressive. But if this was their plan the whole time, like, like you said, spoiler alert. So finding out, (laughs) who Vecna was yeah, and how the, this whole thing has been transpiring from the very beginning all relates back to two people, the two most bright students from that program. And it's, and here's, here's the thing. So did, did 11 open the portal or did she create 
the whole world too? That is a very good question because it's like he was kind of, I mean, he was, he was kind of putting it out there. Like he was creating this alternate. Like I, I felt like it was, he's responsible for why it exists. Number one. Because he said he, he was building this new world. Yeah. Mm. Um, where, you know, things could be right. So, um, that is a good question. Did he create it? Did she create it? Did it already exist? And she just banished him. Yeah. I mean, this is like some real Freddy Krueger shit though. Like, you know, like going into different dimensions of reality and stuff. Like, you know, you start messing around with that and, and it's, it's it, like, if I was to ever create a TV show, I would incorporate one of two things and that's different dimensions or a different timeline, like some sort of like time travel aspect. Because if you do that, you can write, you know, whatever the fuck, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. You just, what's the, what's the, what's the reason that we're doing that? Boom. Time travel, different dimension. Boom. Like it's all wiped away. I mean, comic books had it, had it right uh, yeah. pretty early on. I think <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Look at Marvel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, right. I went and saw Dr. Strange last week and, um, it was, it was nice. I had the theater all to myself which mm. is one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, we've talked uh, about that because, you know, everyone's – I mean, we have like one or two episodes like this that are dedicated to like a 10-minute segment of like just kind of dissecting why you're a creep and go to fucking movies <laughs> alone every season. And I can't – you know, you've won me over. I've never done it because, you know, I can't stoop that low. Like I don't have that time. But, <laughs> you know, fuck. You're, yeah, you just go to movies alone. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be nice to do an episode one day like Polly Cupcakes and his psychopathic tendencies. <laughs> uh, but look, I, you know, well, it's not completely, it's not like you're like disintegrating animals in a jar or anything in the woods, which, you know, if you are, just don't admit it here. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely one of those kind of red flags, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> well... I love it. All right. But anyways, tell us about Dr. Strange. Tell us, tell us about it. Like what, yeah. What's the relevance? Dr. Strange. It's like, you know, the, the Avengers saved the world after losing, they went back in time in order to save the world. And then now everything's back kind of to how it should have been. And it's like, well, where does the story go from here? Well, they just use the multiverse and fight in, Something they they have to go save basically new worlds or save this world from right. other worlds, you know. So it's, um, you know, to your point of you can just keep writing. That's what's happening right now with Marvel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a reset button to the plot, which I love. So good. Hey, you know what? I, I Stranger Things ten out of ten would recommend. You know, I saw um. I was on Facebook, unfortunately, and I and I saw a post from somebody that was just trashing Stranger Things after the first season. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry you can't keep up, but like this is a pretty well written. I mean, okay, and and you know the reason that I say like, okay, well, was this planned from the beginning? Is because season three really kind of did leave you in like a you know indifferent state, right? Like it was like okay, battling the upside down world and shit, and then you know kind of doing whatever but uh empire strikes back lay off 
for the next half of the season was definitely very much done, I think, in this season. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It really is. <laughs> and if you haven't watched it yet, watch it. Um, and just while we're throwing out recommendations, if you haven't seen it yet, The Northman, I really liked it. Um, apparently, it is based on the Norse story slash fable slash myth um and this myth was the source for hamlet and the lion king probably among other movies so Mm. it's a really good story it's a really good movie it's long and there are some slow points but it is you know if you're into the viking thing which is a big craze right now (laughs) um you'll you'll get the scandinavian culture and there's a lot of blood and gore and action fighting. It, it gets it's intense. So if you haven't seen The Northman by the point we air this, checking it out. It's on Peacock. Hmm. All right, I'll have to check that out too. But all right, well, what we're really here to do is is probably talk a little bit of hockey. But and I mean, what are we what are we supposed to be talking about? This hockey related, Polly? I'm all. I'm all I'll turn around. The point system. Yes. Point system. Yeah. But, you know, before we talk about that, I think we should tell you about something else that you should check out. Absolutely. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into big payday during the playoffs? What? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot and even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and you get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank us later. Thank us later. All right, Polly. So you think that the NHL should turn their entire point system upside down? Yeah, you know, like Stranger Things, go into the upside down. Um, right. All right, so just, you know, quick breakdown that everybody listening probably already knows, but mm-hmm. we'll go over it anyway. For the NHL, regular season, any kind of victory, you get two points. Yep. If you lose in overtime or in a shootout, you get one point. If you lose in regulation, you get zero points. Now, Previous to overtime, you know, there was, it was two points for a win, one point for a tie, zero points for a loss. Right. Now, you look at the IIHF and certain conferences in the NCAA, and they do three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime loss or win or shootout win. Okay. One point for an overtime loss or shootout loss, and zero points in regulation. So, so instead of the loser point, it becomes the winner point in regulation. Yeah, it really does. You get the extra reward for winning in regulation. No matter if you make it 
if you're tied after regulation, everyone is guaranteed the tie point. And then if you win in overtime, you get that bump up so that you're not, um, you don't get the same reward for winning in regulation, but you get a point more than the team you just beat in extra time. So I think this is at least one good way to take away the debate because, you know, you look at it, regulation win gets the highest reward. That makes sense. Right. Overtime win, of course you have, you should get rewarded more than the team you just beat. And then it makes sense that you're still rewarding the team for making it past regulation and regulation loss is nothing. It makes sense to me. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Um, and, you know, you've won me over in the, pre, the pre-interview, the pre but honestly, like, <clears throat> when we talk about uh, a regulation, and I, I just, I think about, well, how is that going to affect the league, right? Or, like, whatever league that you imply this rule on. And if you look at, what I would rather have is teams that try to battle it out for a rig win versus a uh, playing for overtime situation, which is admittedly what happens all the time. I mean, Taylor Hall in Buffalo has, is on record saying, yeah, like our game plan here is to like, let's get it low scoring, keep it low scoring and play for overtime. Let's get a, let's get a, let's get a point out of these guys and then go home or something. Right. So I definitely think that that's, I, I know that's a tactic in the NHL today. And uh, I think that while that this rule change wouldn't make every team say, okay, well, we have to win in, in regulation, I definitely think that it would make things more interesting, like farther out from the playoffs, right? Like, okay, we need to like stack like against these lower teams, like teams that we should yeah. be stomping out. You have to get that extra point because a win and reg is a little bit more, right? So it does push in the low seasons of a schedule that you, you maybe for teams that are on the top to, you know, continue that performance. Uh, and I think that's probably the biggest thing that the viewer would, would, uh, would, would benefit from. But as far as, you know, standings wise, I think that it's, it, it maybe switches a few positions every year. If that, yeah, well, so, yeah, I agree. It definitely incentivizes teams to try to get that win in regulation, and I, I mean, I think that would add to the quality of play during regular or during the regular season. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you kind of sit there and you, you think, damn it, like we could have got that extra point if we would have got it done in regulation. Whereas if you win in overtime now, it's like it doesn't matter that we went to overtime because we still get the same amount of points. So, I mean, really, the only time I could see a team playing for overtime in this system is as we get to the end of the season and you're like, as long as we get two points, we clinch this spot. Yeah. Whereas, like, and that would be the last two or three years. Or if you're like, okay, like, this team is going to severely outclass us. You know, like, we're basement dwellers in the conference. You know, we're last or bottom three, three place, like, if we can just grab a point from this matchup, that'll be fine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, obviously it'd be great if we win. But when you're mapping out an 82-game season, like, I mean, the boys can't give it all. 
every night, right? No. And, you know, maybe that's why this system is used in shorter periods. You know, the NCAA season is much shorter. They played 20, 25 games, I think. Definitely, yeah. I don't think they play more than 30. And then the IIHF, you know, qualifying happens in tournament structure. Right. And then you're in the round robin, like, you know, it's a round robin point structure. And then you'd have to like go into like, well, how are points awarded in the round robin per tournament? Like there's not a standard, right? Like you're saying. Yeah. And I think it really, it really is beneficial in a short tournament because you're playing three or four games. You really need something to differentiate if you end up with a couple teams with the same, uh, the same overall record. Yeah. You know, just straight up wins and losses. And this is better than looking at goals for and goals against. You know, eventually you have to work your way down the line if you're tied in this system and you don't have a, a clear tiebreaker. But I like this as a tiebreaker better than who scored the most goals in the tournament. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I mean, have you ever played a, um, played like a, a round robin where they take into account like what periods were won in a tournament? Yes, and I remember I actually had an argument with my dad when I was a kid because he thought it was a terrible system, and I was used to it. So you know, right. like as a kid, I, I argued with him because. But as a like, player, it's pretty because you know I think that once you play like a pretty like a tournament style hockey, you really understand like the entire sport understands that like you're gonna have like you're gonna string together like three or four bad shifts, and that's gonna blow an entire fucking period. Uh, you know, yeah. and. and hockey is an incredibly fast game and and little things can obviously change a lot so so yeah i mean but when you look at like what periods if you had a bad period a team typically if they can string together several good periods could move on you know in these tournament structures yeah well i mean i guess that kind of is a microcosm for uh, this system that we're talking about that could be used by the NHL. I mean, it's, it's like you're getting rewarded more per game than you would, than you are in the current system. Like you, sure. you have more it, opportunity it, to be rewarded. It definitely, yo, no, it definitely um, puts a little bit more emphasis on the regular season. Um, if you can pick up points that way and it would, it would make a difference at the top and the bottom. Right. I feel, uh, cause the middling teams, like the one, like the caps and the pins and, you know, most of the Metro, they're going to make the playoffs and they're fine. But like the ones that are at the top, like, okay, well, how can we push this to get us the best seating league wide? And then the ones at the bottom, I feel like would push a little bit more. In any case, night to night, like I said, I think that the, the gameplay may accelerate. Because how many third periods have Caps fans, especially? I, I watch every Caps game. How many third periods have the Caps come out and just turtled in the past two regime of coaches? Right. So you know, 2015, 16, all the way up to now. So for the past like you know five, six years, how many times have you seen the Caps come out and be like a very defensive structure? And it's just kind of like, meh, you know. Yeah, and if you look at it. How much, I mean, I think that one extra point makes a really big difference. If you're going into the period and you're up one nothing, and you think, all right, we'll go to overtime, you know, play for overtime. But, you know, if you blow that lead and lose in regulation, 
in this system, you went from, we were trying to, you know, we thought we were going to get two, one is worst case scenario or zero, but right. if the system goes all the way up to three, I mean, those could accumulate quickly if you blow enough leads and you go from having a regulation win to regulation loss because you turtle in the third period. I, I mean, I think that's just another incentive to avoid it because the swing is much, much more dramatic. Yeah, absolutely. And I bet that would really – so <laughs> it's something we haven't talked about. What do you think odds in, in Vegas would be like? Oh, yeah. A little tighter? I, probably – yeah, I think they would be. Yeah. I think that it would add a bit of uncertainty into the betting of the game, but also like just how the game plays out. You know, Guys are going to be taking more risks. You might see some really great highlights though. I definitely think that if you're looking for highlights, this would be like uh, a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. There might be more guys trying to put the, the team on their shoulders in the, the last five minutes of the game. Right. And even if they fuck up, then it's just like, yeah, you went you went too hard. You flew too close to the sun. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I pulled up an article to, to show how this changes things a little bit. Okay. So, this article is from – it's written by Devin Slauson. Um, Shout out, Devin. writing for TW – or THW, with, oh, the hockey writers. Yeah. Um, and this was published January 7th, 2015. And so you know, he was looking at the current um, things of the NHL that year. And so the East leading team was Tampa Bay, who had 56 points. Now, in this system, they would have had 79 points yeah. at this point. Um, and actually, you know, the, the top eight, the playoff spots, did not change one bit. Right. Uh, the Caps were in sixth place. They went from 47 points to 63. Now, it did change... A little farther down, it took uh, Philadelphia, who was in 13th, dropped them to 14th. So they switched spots with New Jersey. Now, in this situation, they have the same amount of points, but Philly was higher ranked because they had games at hand. Yeah. But the games at hand wouldn't matter in this new situation because New Jersey had more over uh, they had more overtime wins. Interesting. Or I'm I'm sorry. They had more regulation wins. So New Jersey was rewarded in this situation, but that is the only change in the East. The West had a few more shakeups. Anaheim was in first place with 58 points. This system put them at 75. This flopped them with Nashville, who they had the same amount of points, but they had more regulation wins. So, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, flopping who's leading the conference. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That, that's, that's nothing to scoff at. And then it didn't change anything else until you get down to the first and second wild card spot. Calgary 
who was in ninth with 45 points, and they were ahead of Dallas, who had 42. But then with this new system, Dallas jumps them with more regulation wins. They had the same amount of points in this new system at 58. So, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, too. It changes who's first out of the playoffs and rewards the regulation winning team. And then the... No, that was... Okay, so that was the only other change. But, you know, looking at the West, changes who's in first place, and it changes who is the first team looking in from the outside in the playoffs. And this was in January, so they still had very much a chance to go to the playoffs. So, I mean, that's an impact. I I think that while it doesn't completely shift the standings, it has... You know, there there's some real stakes here. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm trying to like make sense of the. Oh, I see. Interest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then the bracket would be like a four-columned standings list, right? Because you're, you're yeah. breaking out that that last point. That, but I mean, it, it wasn't like it was all of the last eight like teams are coming up, right? I mean, it's still, while I do agree, that's incredibly important. It's not a earth-shattering result, right? No, not really. But, I mean, it, it kind of feels to me on a less extreme ma- uh, basis, kind of like moving from plus-minus to advanced analytics, like, yeah. I think I think advanced analytics are usually in line with plus minus, but it digs deeper. Right. You know, these you see more of the picture there. I think this kind of you still get the best teams, but then you're getting a little deeper into it and truly rewarding the teams that need to be there. So, I mean. It's not earth-shattering, but it may or may not be rewarding the more deserving teams, depending on where you sit on this argument. Yeah, I know. And like I said, that's why I was like, well, what does that mean to like the day-to-day, like even the casual fan? You're probably going to see teams go for it a little bit more, which is awesome. Because I feel like when hockey teams go for it, it's pretty extravagant. Uh, You know, it's not like some failed Hail Mary in the last 30 seconds of a football game. It's like, okay, we're really going to have to, like, you know, get in there, get in front of the net. I don't know. Um, I told you you won me over. I'm fine with it. I would be cool with rewarding the regulation winner because they got it done in TV allotted time. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. so i'm sure yeah. like all the other news networks would be awesome like they'd be pumped about that like espn probably be like yeah getting more action in a smaller amount of time yeah that's what i want so yeah we can start nba live sooner right exactly <laughs> well i yeah. thought of two new points while you were talking and one uh-huh. this kind of already in some level exists because I believe the first tiebreaker is regulation wins, but this would circumvent their, the need for a tiebreaker. 
Right. And then also, um, I just wanted to say, if you're listening and you ever look at hockey and you're confused by four categories, it's because they're using this system. They're breaking down the wins and the overtime wins instead of putting them all together like the NHL does. So if you're looking record. at the IIHF website, you know, beware. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or college hockey. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, Capstones, we'll leave you to make that decision. I don't even know what would compel the league to do this, but uh, hey, it could be a better system uh, for better hockey viewing for sure, in our eyes at least. Yeah, and you know, some nice homework for the viewers is oh, do a little research a on your Fuck. on your own. Yeah, and look to see when the NHL ran the World Cup in was it 2016? Did they use the NHL regular season format or did they use this IIHF format for their tournament? I don't know the answer at this moment. I'm not going to look it up while we're recording. So, <laughs> you know, a little homework. Look and see if if you're if you're even interested in what I'm saying, you know, do a quick search on the, the tournament results and you'll probably be able to find it. Absolutely. All right. Paul, you have anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this very scholarly talk. Uh, <laughs> if you did, find us wherever you can find to rate us and give us five stars only. Five stars only. And until later in the week, High Control, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out. Oh, we're not friends anymore.